Welcome to Picton's podcast. Tonight, the intriguing psychiatrist Wilhelm Reich and orgasm science. Wilhelm Reich was an Austrian psychoanalyst, a member of the second generation of analysts after Sigmund Freud, the author of several influential books, some of my favorite titles being The Mass Psychology of Fascism, The Function of the Orgasm, Listen, Little Man, Ether, God and Devil, and Cosmic Superimposition, The Murder of Christ, Sex Pole, and there are many more intriguing ones. Almost as good as my own titles, all available at extremely good value for my Amazon author pages. Reich became known as one of the most radical figures in the history of psychiatry. Well, you know, until me. Reich's work on character contributed to the development of Anna Freud's The Ego and the Mechanisms of Defense, and his idea of muscular armor, the expression of the personality in the way the body moves, shaped innovations such as body psychotherapy, gestalt therapy, bioenergetic analysis, and primal therapy. His writing influenced generations of intellectuals. He coined the phrase the sexual revolution, and according to one historian acted as its midwife, the man who invented free love. Reich was a sexual evangelist who held that satisfactory orgasm made the difference between sickness and health. It was the panacea for all ills, he thought. Well, it's worth a try. During the 1968 student uprisings in Paris and Berlin, students scrawled his name on walls and threw copies of the mass psychology of fascism at police. After graduating in medicine from the University of Vienna in 1922, Reich became deputy director of Freud's outpatient clinic, the Vienna Ambulatorum. Described by Elizabeth Danto as a large man with a cantankerous style who managed to look scruffy and elegant at the same time, he tried to reconcile psychoanalysis with Marxism, arguing that neurosis is rooted in sexual and socio-economic conditions, and in particular in a lack of what he called orgiastic potency. He visited patients in their homes to see how they lived and took to the streets in a mobile clinic, promoting adolescent sexuality and the availability of contraceptives, abortion and divorce, a provocative message in Catholic Austria. He said he wanted to attack the neurosis by its prevention rather than its treatment. From the 1930s he became an increasingly controversial figure, and from 1932 until his death in 1957, all his work was self-published. His message of sexual liberation disturbed the psychoanalytic community, and his political associates and his vegetotherapy, in which he massaged his disrobed patients to dissolve their muscular armour, violated the key taboos of psychoanalysis. He moved to New York in 1939 in part to escape the Nazis, and shortly after arriving coined the term orgone from orgasm and organism. For a biological energy, he said he discovered, which he said others called God. He even lived and worked at a place called Organon. In 1940, Reich invented the Orgone Energy Accumulator, a wooden cupboard about the size of a telephone booth, lined with metal and insulated with steel wool. It was a box in which, as it might be said, his ideas about sex came almost prepackaged. Reich considered his Orgone Accumulator an almost magical device that could improve its users' orgiastic potency, and by extension, their general and above all mental health. He claimed it could charge up the body with the life force that circulated in the atmosphere, and which he christened orgone energy. In concentrated form, these mysterious currents could not only help dissolve repressions, but treat cancer, radiation sickness, and a host of minor ailments. 
As he saw it, the box's organic material absorbed orgone energy, and the metal lining stopped it from escaping, acting as a greenhouse, and supposedly causing a notable rise in temperature in the box. The charismatic Reich even persuaded Albert Einstein to investigate the machine. In the 1970s, Burroughs wrote in an article for Wii magazine, entitled All the Accumulators I've Owned. In it, he boasted, Your intrepid reporter at age 37 achieved spontaneous orgasm, no hands, in an orgone accumulator built in an orange grove in Far, Texas. At the height of his James Bond fame, Sean Connery swore by the device, and Woody Allen parodied it in Sleeper in 1973, giving it the immortal nickname, The Orgasmatron. The evil Dr. Durand Durand in the feature film Barbarella in 1968 seems to be based on Reich. He places Barbarella, Jane Fonda, in his excessive machine so that she dies of pleasure. But rather than killing her, the machine burns out. This film was where Durand Durand chose their name. The song Cloud Busting by Kate Bush alludes to his follow-up, The Cloud Buster. People still use similar machines today to try to disperse chemtrails from planes. That video features Donald Sutherland. This is a time he may have gone a tiny bit doolally crackers. Reich had started to suffer from paranoid delusions that the world was under attack by UFOs. The armor-clad orgone box was always something of a protective shield, illustrative of Reich's sense of being besieged, the cloudbuster being an orgone gun that was designed not only to influence the weather, diverting hurricanes and making it rain in the desert, but to be the first line of defence against an alien invasion. It was a kind of orgone box turned inside out so that it could work its therapeutic magic on the cosmos. Following two critical articles about him in the New Republic and Harper's in 1947, the US Food and Drug Administration obtained an injunction against the interstate shipment of orgone accumulators and associated literature believing they were being with a fraud of the first magnitude. Charged with contempt in 1956 for having violated the injunction, Reich was sentenced to two years imprisonment and that summer over six tons of his publications were burned by order of the court. He died in prison of heart failure just over a year later, days before he was due to apply for parole. Hmm, parallels with the suppression of Nikola Tesla's inventions by Uncle Trump? Dies conveniently in prison just before parole? Books burned? Could there be more to this than meets the eye, I wonder? Or had both Reich and Tesla just lost the plot in their later years, after the most promising of starts? Orgasms should most certainly be studied in great detail, leaving no stone unturned. Tim Ferriss gives it a jolly good go in the four-hour body, amongst things such as his scientifically tested techniques for a 15-minute orgasm for women. He also mentions the orgasmic meditation or OM movement. Perhaps they have a meet-up near you. If this has piqued your interest, you may also enjoy my taboo-busting blog page. Have fun. Good night for now. Here are some of Reich's best quotes before we finish. Follow the voice of your heart, even if it leads you off the path of timid souls. Do not become hard and embittered. Even if life tortures you at times, there is only one thing that counts live one's life well and happily. If the psychic energies of the average mass of people watching a football game or a musical comedy could be diverted into the rational channels of a freedom movement, they would be invincible.
You beg for happiness in life, but security is more important to you, even if it costs you your spine or your life. Your life will be good and secure when aliveness will mean more to you than security, love more than money, your freedom more than party line or public opinion, when your thinking will be in harmony with your feelings, when the teachers of your children will be better paid than the politicians, when you will have more respect for the love between man and woman than for a marriage license. Only you, yourself, can be your liberator. We are responsible for what we do and receive, but we are not responsible for what we feel. Only the liberation of the natural capacity for love in human beings can master their sadistic destructiveness. Because you have no memory for things that happened 10 or 20 years ago, you're still mouthing the same nonsense as 2000 years ago. Worse, you cling with might and main to such absurdities as race, class, nation and the obligation to observe a religion and repress your love. Fascism is the frenzy of sexual cripples. To stay sane in an insane world, as a creative man or woman, he or she must 1. keep one's life financially independent, 2. continue unabated to exercise one's power of creativity in concrete, strenuous tasks, always seeking perfection as near as possible. 3. Carefully cherish love of a partner with full gratification of the total emotional being if possible, of the body in a clean way if necessary. 4. Keep out of the trap of confusion by the average man and woman, helping others to keep out of the trap too as best they can. 5. Keep one's structure clean like a brook water through knowing and correcting every mistake, making the corrected mistake the guiding lines to the new truth. 6. Never yield to the expediencies of life except where it's basically harmless or where the main line of development is not impeded for the duration of one's life. The pleasure of living and the pleasure of the orgasm are identical. Extreme orgasm anxiety forms the basis of the general fear of life. On that note, I bid you good night.